What's up, bosses? It's your favorite mindset and lifestyle mentor, Coach Bonds, here to help you boss up and level up in every area of your life, health, wealth, and most of all, mindset. I went from an out of shape, overstressed server, struggling single mom to CEO of my own coaching business, making five figures a month. And if I can boss up and change my life, you can too. And I'm here to show you how on today's episode of Boss Life with Bonds. What's up, guys? It is Coach Bon, your favorite mentor here to talk to you guys about your mindset and your lifestyle. I went from struggling, stressed out, server and single mom to CEO of my own business, making my first five-figure month. And if I can completely change my life and level up, you can too. So on today's podcast, we're going to talk about letters to your future self. Now, when I got my first lies. When I got my third business coach last year, one of the things that she helped me do and one of the reasons why I'm able to speak uh, the way that I am now, so confidently on the mic and show up on lives and and run this business, um, and it is time for a virtual assistant. I'm not even going to, no cap, as the kids say. The reason why I can do this is because this lady really helped me rewrite my self-image, my mindset, and take everything that I had been programmed as as a child and just completely turn it around. So before I get into the significance of writing letters to yourself and those of you watching on Facebook Live, I'm gonna like, this is one journal, this is another journal, got another journal and uh, you guessed it, one more journal. Like I'm so big on journals and when I first used to, to write and whatnot, when you look back, at some of the older ones, especially when I was on my hiatus from church, um, they were miserable, right? So I know that when I tell some of my clients and those of you listening to the podcast later on, when you hear the word journal, like you think of Doug Funny, if you're my age, you think of Doug Funny and dear journal and just like really corny, right? But, and and I, I, I didn't journal correctly either for years. When I did it, it was like, I'm gonna just be real. This junk was real depressing, Especially my journals from when I was 14. But for those of you that know the timeline of my life story, you can imagine why at 14 the journal entries were super depressing. But I didn't really know how to do this right. All I did was just write how horrible my day was, how much I hated my life and hated my mom and my grandma. And I would leave journal entries like open so they could see it and see how they were ruining my life. So yeah, I had that whole journaling thing wrong. What I did... Um, learned though was how to start journaling effectively and that changed the game for me <laughs> instead of sitting around journaling how much I hate everyone and everything and how horrible my life is this woman taught me how to speak things into existence as I wrote about them so basically instead of writing about the miserable situation that I'm in because as you guys know, what you feed grows, what you starve dies. Instead of focusing all of my efforts on how horrible this situation was, I was like, hmm, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's start taking a different route. So when I look at the, the freaking transformation of my journal entries from the, from this one's from 2013, I wasn't very consistent. Like this journal lasted like five years because, so I started in 2013. My last entry was 2020. Wow. Seven years. Wasn't super consistent. But when I first started, it was like, it was a lot of like sadness. It was a lot of brokenheartedness, a lot of Bible like verses and, and sermons, but it was just a lot of negativity and me 
focusing on on how horrible life was. And then fast forward to the end of 2020 when I started learning how to effectively journal. And I have things in here like, I'm extremely grateful for my business. I'm so happy about this. I'm grateful for this. I'm so da 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 Pages upon pages of affirmations. I am strong. I'm powerful. I'm abundant. I'm divinely guided. Gratitude. Like this changed the game for me. Because you guys know, like, whether you believe in God or not, like, your words have power. And even written words, ooh, if you're, if you're, if you're a Bible believer, the written word has power. Your written word has power. So just imagine all those years that I'm writing and negativity and life sucks. Like, I'm giving power to that situation by focusing on it. I'm feeding it. It's like a monster. But when I change the game, I'm no longer dwelling on how negative and horrible and imperfect my life is. And I start speaking life over my situation. I'm grateful for my job. I'm grateful for yada, 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 yada. I know it's overrated guys, but it's the truth. The attitude of gratitude will change your life. Like it's not a, it's not just some cute little hippie saying like, when you change your mindset, you will change your life. So now I'm journaling what I'm grateful for. Now I'm journaling, you know, um, my affirmations. If I don't say them out loud in the mirror and you can see my mirror's got all kinds of words on it. Well, you can't see it if you're listening on the podcast. But those of you on Facebook, you can see like my mirror's filled with affirmations that dry eraser board's filled with affirmations. Like I don't play with those things. You know why? Because words have power. Like I was consistently and habitually uh, tardy. I was going to say punctual. No, I was the opposite of punctual. I was tardy. I was habitually and consistently unorganized, never knew where anything was always scrambling, always just all over the place. And because of that, I was afraid. That's why I couldn't build my business because I had this negative self image of myself that had good reasoning. History, history proved that I could not get places on time and history proved, um, and I could look at the pages of it that I could never get a man, you know, to be in a relationship with me and want to fall in love with me and all these things. I could never get a job where I was respected and this, this, and that. And so when I kept writing about that and giving power to it, I just kept feeding the situation. But when I started to speak things as if I wanted them to be, things started to change guys and it's not like it's an overnight thing like you go stand in the mirror one day and look at yourself and say I'm beautiful and all of a sudden like you feel beautiful no it doesn't work that way you gotta you gotta be consistent you gotta put in the work every single day I'd get up and look in that mirror and say I am punctual I am focused I am everything that I needed to know I would get up and I would say that to myself every single day and you know what because words have power I started to believe it. And because I started to believe it, I started to act like someone. I would get up every day and I'd say, I'm a successful CEO. I'm an amazing coach. I'm an amazing mom. And as a result, I started to show up as that woman. Not overnight, but every day I'd get it. Like, cause you're programming your mind. You are programming your mind. Back to how, what I started on, on how we are programmed from, from a young age. And I did a whole like teaching on this, like during the quarantine, it was super long. So I'm going to try to make it really small. Your subconscious is the one running the show, but it doesn't think it is. And your, 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 your conscious mind is not in charge, but it thinks it is. So for those of you who have habits that you are having trouble kicking or you're having trouble getting out of bed or you're having trouble making changes that last or seeing yourself as beautiful or leaving this toxic relationship or whatever it is that you can't do, 
your conscious mind it thinks it's in control. Like I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to leave this place. I'm going to stand up for myself. I'm going to get out of bed. Your conscious mind really thinks that it's in control when in reality, your subconscious is the one that's running the show. And if you were like me and you spent years focusing on all of the negative things that are going on in your life, like a freaking broken record every single day, reliving it over and over, never having anything positive, replacing it, never refilling that negativity with positivity. That's why I had you guys do the gain versus drain, gain versus drain uh, homework. If you're listening on the podcast, it was an assignment where I had my clients and people in my group write what drains them of energy every week and what is what gains them, what, what gives them energy. And if, if the, if the drain list is longer than the gain, you need to figure out a way to sprinkle some energy giving activities into your week or else it's going to suck the life out of you. It's going to drain your soul. And some of you are in jobs, you're in situations, you're in living situations that are draining your soul daily. And you're wondering why you can't get out of bed. You're wondering why you can't do your workouts. You're wondering why you can't make progress. And it's because there's nothing getting poured back into you every day. You're giving, giving, giving kids, husband, work, school, job, mom, best friend, everyone else but you. And you wonder why you don't have any time to focus on yourself, your goals, your dreams, because you put yourself on the back burner. And because you do this every single day, guys, every time you say yes to somebody else, you're saying no to yourself. And so this is, this is what your subconscious is getting. This is what your subconscious sees. Your conscience, your, 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 you know, your regular self thinks, okay, I'm, I am important and, and I will put myself first and I am a bad bitch and I'm independent. It thinks, it tries to tell itself that, but see your subconscious, subconscious is like a little kid that believes everything it sees without context because it doesn't have any context to go off of. Your subconscious is like the little kid that you say, hey, Santa Claus is real. And they're like, okay. Hey, Easter, my dogs are snoring. Easter bunnies are real. Oh, okay. And that's how your subconscious is. So it doesn't have any content. It doesn't have any sort of, it doesn't get any explanation for why you do what you do. It just receives the information. So if you carry yourself in an unkept way, you don't make yourself look nice every day, which I don't every day, but you know, I think I'm cute. So whatever. But like, if you're not getting up and brushing your hair, making yourself look pretty, your subconscious thinks that you don't care about yourself and that you don't value yourself. I'm not saying you have to beat your face every day, but if you make it a habit of not going shopping and not caring how you look like I did for years, I didn't want to look in the mirror. I didn't want to see if there was any sleep in my eye. I didn't want to know if there was lipstick in my teeth. I was afraid to face it. Kind of like how some of you guys are afraid to take your freaking before and after pictures because you're afraid to face it. Okay. So what does that tell your subconscious? Why can I say that word? It tells, so your, your conscious brain thinks, okay, I'm just scared to take the picture. But your subconscious brain is like, I am not pretty enough to take any pictures. So I'm not going to take them. I am not good enough. I don't look good on camera. No one wants to see that. That's disgusting. That's why I won't take the picture. And that's the message that you're sending to your subconscious. And it doesn't get any sort of filter. It just sees what's going on. We don't take pictures of ourselves because we don't like ourselves. We don't show up places on time because we don't value um, our role in this position. We don't get out of bed every day because we don't see a purpose in getting up. Now you may say, I know I have a purpose, I have kids, I have a job, but actions speak louder than words and your actions are the message that your subconscious gets. And so you are programmed by your subconscious, not by your conscious mind. Grasp that for a second. 
You can talk all the shit you want to about how this, this, that, and the other. And I used to do that too. I'm strong. I'm independent. This is not, but deep down inside, my actions did not line up with someone that was strong and independent. My actions line up with someone who was pitiful. My actions line up with someone who was self-loathing over here, not buying clothes that flattered me. I'm over here. Like it was a, it was a whole mess. I don't want to talk about what I used to look like, how I used to dress versus <laughs> now, but no, seriously. And I also let's just, let's, let's dig a little deeper here while we're on the subconscious talk, right? Your subconscious sees, has seen everything that has happened in your life. And unless you have gone through some sort of counseling to undo that, that is what your brain believes to be true. Even if it's not true. What do you mean bonds? got you. So if you grew up, I'm just going to use an example. I don't know who this is, but let's say you grew up seeing women get treated terribly by men, particularly your dad. You as a conscious woman know that that's wrong. You know that, that, that the way he treated those women was not right. Right. But subconscious you believes that that's what's what life is. You believe that relationships are toxic. You believe that men, that that's just what they do. And if they do it, you know, on the surface, you know, it's wrong, but deep down inside, you still think it's okay. And that's why you end up in relationships where these things happen because your subconscious is still ruling you. If you grew up hearing your parents say money doesn't grow on trees and you've seen your parents killing themselves to work themselves into the ground every single day. Your mindset is that you have to work hard for money and you have to kill yourself for money and that money doesn't come easy and how that will manifest itself in your life. Ding, ding, ding. That's me. Is that you think that making money is hard and unobtainable and that you have to kill yourself to do it and that any way that you can make money that is not hard and killing yourself is not real or it's a scam. And that's what I, that as much as Bonnie, good example, as much as Bonnie knew that she could be successful, as much as Bonnie knew that she could run her own business in the back of my head, all I knew since I'd been working and busting my ass since I was 15 years old and watching my mom be an alcoholic, a workaholic and watching my dad also be a workaholic and then watching them both always complain about not having money. I have been programmed to believe that making money is hard and that if it's not hard, they're either cheating or doing something wrong. So how did that translate to my business? No matter how good I was as a coach for the first year, I struggled because I did not believe that I could make money without killing myself. So how did that manifest itself? I would self-sabotage by not having a structured workflow so that I was all over the place so that when I was making money from clients, I didn't feel like I was cheating them. I was like, okay, this is really hard. So this must be right. No, it doesn't like everything. It doesn't have to be hard. Yes, there is um, what would I say? Sacrifice and commitment, kind of like with your weight loss journey. It doesn't have to be hard. You don't have to be, oh my God, I can't eat anything at all. And, oh my God, I have to work out six days a week. It doesn't have to be hard, but there does need to be a system. And so translating that to my weight loss clients, you, you can tell yourself, oh, I'm going to do this journey. I'm going to start out early and, or I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to work out and I'm going to meal prep and I'm going to do everything Bonnie says to do. And then when it comes down to it, you start self-sabotaging. Why? Because your subconscious believes that weight loss is hard. It believes that if it's not hard, it's not real. And it believes that if it's not 
if you're not hating every moment of it, then it can't be a weight loss journey because that's what you have been shown subconsciously. So even though you can, that's why some of you are still having such a hard time understanding that you can eat and still lose weight, that you don't have to work out two times a day behind my back and you'll still lose weight. There's a piece of you that has been programmed to believe that you have to kill yourself in order to get healthy and get skinny. So that is the power of the subconscious mind. You think that you're running the show, but really that little girl, that little boy inside and what they have grown up hearing, that's who's running the show. So now I'll finally get into the letters to yourself. Whew, sorry about that. Um, so letters to your future self. She had me write a letter to myself for when we were done with our coaching program and I hated it. I was so mad because I couldn't, she's like, I want you to imagine where you want to be when we're done in three months. What kind of version of you will you be? How much money do you want to be making? And I cringe. I was like, oh my gosh, money. That's terrible. I can't talk about how much money I'm going to make. And she's like, but you're a business owner. You have to. And so that's how some of you guys are when I'm like, please take progress pictures. She's like, no, I can't. I don't want to imagine that I can actually lose weight because deep down inside your subconscious is still programmed to believe that you can't do it or that it is too hard. So I wrote my first letter to myself and uh, because deep down inside, I was still believing that I was not capable. None of the stuff came true in that time. Actually, I'm lying about actually I'm lying. Okay. The financial goal didn't come through true because I didn't believe that I could do it, but everything else me starting to get life coaching clients, like without having to kill myself and have to hound people down that happened. Uh, me growing in wisdom, me like as far as like the majority of the stuff came true except for the financial goal because I really just did not believe I would hit it. And I feel that this resonates so much with my weight loss clients. Some of you guys will set goals with me like I want to be healthy, I want to have healthy habits, I want to blah, 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 blah. And when it comes to the actual weight loss goal, which again, I don't base my programs off of pounds, like that's not how I rate your progress. I rate your progress on whether you really did grow but some of you are so afraid to actually like pers- like put the work in that needs to happen for you to reach your goal so you'll settle for the uh for the for the other for the other gains and that those that those are actually really great things like if you're sleeping better if you're confident if you have more energy if you are pooping regularly if you are lifting heavier you know what I'm saying like these are all excellent markers and you know I'm not big on the scale but for those of you who are like struggling mentally like why can't I get to that number one the number might be out of reach and and the number that I put for my income actually was out of reach that's why I didn't hit it and I couldn't believe for one second that I could So when you are, if you're going to write a a letter to your future self, you want to start by being, I wouldn't say realistic because that's a relative term, but I want it to be what you really want because that's the only way that you're going to get it. And at that time, I didn't really want that number. That's just the number I kept hearing was, would make me successful. And some of you, it's hard for you to reach your weight loss goal because it's not really a real number that you want. It's just something that you have decided is going to be the marker of whether you are successful or not. Oh, when I'm 120 pounds, then I'll know. What does that even mean? What does 120 pounds mean? Like, where did you get that number? Who put that number in your head? And the number I wrote here is what every other coach and every other person was telling me I needed when that's not what I needed. I, I did need to hit a, a certain goal, but it wasn't that number. It's the number I hit last month finally, but back then I wasn't ready for it. So with these letters to yourself, I want them to be, if you do write one, 
I want you to really think about the version of you that you want to become. If you're doing a coaching program with me, I am going to start having my clients write letters to themselves because now that I'm looking back on mine, especially the more recent ones that I wrote, I'm literally in tears because the things that I wanted to come to fruition are here. And it's because I find I did the work on myself. I got up and I did my little affirmations every day. I've changed my self-talk. I reprogrammed my mind to get to where I am. And so now when I write letters to my future self and I open them up months later, I'm like, oh, we did it. When I look up at my vision board, my goals for March, I'm like, oh, we did it. And the only reason why was because I did the mindset work on myself. Those letters to your future self don't mean shit if you don't do the mental work that it's going to take for you to get there. So if you think that a morning routine is a waste of time, or if you think you should only do it Monday through Friday, or if you think affirmations are awkward... These goals that you set are always going to be so far away from you, just like my goals were so far away from me. It wasn't until I was in this junk every single day, every single day. I am worthy. I am grateful. I'm going to have, I can't wait for this and speaking things into existence. So another tip that I will say before I hop off, when you're writing letters to your future self, you want them to be in the, the present state, like Oh, you don't want to say like, oh, in six months, I hope to have. Nope. Hey, me in six months. I'm so grateful for this house that we closed on. I'm so grateful that you trusted the process and everything happened. I'm now overlooking my house over the lake. Or hey, you in six months, we did it, girl. We, we lost that weight that we wanted to lose. It may not be the scale number or maybe it is, but like I look great and I feel great and I'm so grateful that I trusted the process. You want to start every letter to yourself off with how grateful you are. Because again, like I said in the beginning, the attitude of gratitude is what's going to make the difference. So I didn't like, this wasn't necessarily like a lesson that you can take notes on. I just wanted to spit from my heart because I was just looking at all my journals today and I was like, these people need to start writing letters to themselves. These people need to start reprogramming their minds so that they can be set up for success because you won't be set up for success if your mind is programmed to think that fa yeah, that failure is the only option for you or that mediocrity is the only option for you or that what you've seen and all that you've done, that that's the only option for you. There is so much more for you. So that's all I have for you guys today. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, I want to thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a favor and write a review, post it on your story, screenshot, share with a friend, let someone know who needs to hear this wisdom and this uplifting message in their life so that they can also live the boss life. So thank you for tuning in, guys, and I will see you next time.